are amazing. <laughs> Alex well, Lloyd opening. <laughs> Welcome to the South Road Boys. Can I just point out, out of really weird uh, coincidence... You met Alex Lloyd at camp. I, I didn't meet Alex Lloyd at camp, but... Uh, Hottest 100 just happened. Fucking oath it did. And they also, I think the day after, yes. which they do quite regularly now, they do an old one. So it was 2001's Hottest 100. Okay. Amazing was number one. Oh, wow. On that chart. That <laughs> that's year. amazing. So that's a Literally very, and figuratively. Very weird coincidence. How much did Australia lose its collective fucking mind with the number one song? I, I've got to say, I haven't even heard it. Mr. <gasps> Barnes. Because I've been away. I've had no actual phone reception, so... Are you can... a Jay's listener, though? Probably not, because uh, it's not... I normally do Hottest 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like a bit of the alternative stuff. Not that it, the Jays are as alternative as they used to be. I mean, we're not quite in the Nirvana realm of Triple J. Well... There's a bit more dancey, doof-doof kind of stuff now, and a bit more... <sighs> I don't know how to explain it. Weird stuff, like... <laughs> The number one? Independent. Well, so the thing is, and the thing that I love, I, I quite like the Like A Version, which is the thing that they do, which mm-hmm. is where they get a popular artist and they get them to sing some, which is a cover song. what the number one was. Which is what the number one song was. And I can't believe how much people were surprised that the Wiggles <laughs> got the number one it's spot. It's a weird choice. They are Australia's best-selling band oh, of all time. Oh, I know they're time. huge. They're fucking bigger than a Mega Mac. Mm, yep. And when you hear... There, Big red car. <laughs> there's some very wet undies in the crowd oh, when the Wiggles are there. Aren't I they mean, ever? they're normally only about two foot high and they pick some shells, but, <laughs> but there's some mums as well. Bloody oath there are. And there's also some bloody dads too now, because, I mean, we've got some female Wiggles now. Exactly. And I think they do make the dads wiggle just a little bit. And I think it was with There's Jim- no ugly Wiggles. No. no and I think silly. Oh, well, you know. Jeff. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm on the female side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I think... He didn't even wake up. He, he didn't even fucking wake <laughs> up. The show. bastard. Um, Murray, bless. <laughs> He's not an attractive wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, so that late, in all honesty. <laughs> not many men can do an attractive wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, not in a skivvy. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, love. I'm just going to wiggle it in a skivvy. <laughs> I don't tell you what she's going to get excited. Isn't she ever? Woo. Anyway, um, Hottest 100. How good is it? I loved it. Anyway, we were in Bothwell for the Hottest 100. Bothwell. Correct. Bothwell. We okay. went to Bothwell for a 21st birthday. And I tell you what, things got lit, as the kids would say, in Bothwell. Really? I suppose for a 21st, mm. there will be a little bit of youthful exuberance going around. Oh, there was. And maybe a couple of ales. When the expression bucket of shots is uttered, (laughs) you know things are getting real. I didn't know such things existed. I wasn't surprised that they did. But there was a literal bucket. And inside that bucket is multiple quantities of shot glasses. And that's just what happened. And that got destroyed. (laughs) Like that got <laughs> destroyed. So the birthday party kicked off for my niece Zoe. Happy birthday, darling. Um, at about oh, three bells. Mm-hmm. And I reckon we left there at about eight-ish because we had the kids in tow. Yep. Things were starting to get a little bit <laughs> slurry. <laughs> the good thing is there were some very sensible people there. There was a big barbecue. There was a big slow cook. Lots of salads, desserts. There was cake because it was a fucking birthday. It was prep. It was prep. It was it was good fun. Good fun, mind you. Uh, slide note: My wife and I decided to book a, or my wife organised the accommodation for us mm-hmm. in Bothwell. Not a lot of accommodation going on in Bothwell. Wouldn't be a lot of options. No. Um, and there was also a wedding in town on the same oh, weekend. Really? So that also limits a lot of the accommodation. Um, Ratho Farm was completely booked out. And when we got there, the accommodation that we had thought we'd booked was also booked out because apparently their booking had come through in July. No. Yes. No. So where do you think the Mather household spent the night? Did you get a tent? No. No? There was all four of us in the car and we only had an overnight bag. You didn't stay in the car. We did not stay in the car. 
because it was eight o'clock at night. So I right. could have, I could have quite conceivably driven home. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to drive another two and a half hours home. I, I can tell you that. We stayed at the Bothwell Pub. The Bothwell Pub. Yep. Or it's oh, considered a hotel, but fucking yeah. Fucking brilliant. I tell you what, if you're ever in Bothwell and you're stuck for a place to stay, you could do worse. You could it was all right? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Room was clean, tidy, people were friendly. All you need. You're there for one night. You had a bathroom. Yep. Trundle bed, spare bed. Might have lent you the swag. Because was I still out? I probably was still out and about at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know whether or not if I called you at two in the afternoon saying, I'm in Bothwell, you're nearby, <laughs> whether or not the answer would have been- Can you drop off the swag? Can you drop off the swag so me and my three other people in my family can sleep in it? That's big swag. You've been Fucking in it. I think it is. You could get away with it if you had to. Actually, you know what? Because you've got two little people. I could sleep the four of us in the swag. I don't think Amy would sleep at all mm. because- the. Oh, Jake's all right. He he sleeps pretty solid, but Ella flaps around like a oh, beach caliber. She's a wiggle. Yeah, she's a wiggle, <laughs> as previously mentioned. But what do you know about Bothwell? I've got to admit, not a lot. Excellent. Well, you know how you told us about Oh, are you going to do some uh, Tassie tourism? Tassie tourism. Not much. Not much, because I, right. I don't have a lot of information about Bothwell. I've got to say, too, I did, um, on my treks, I did drive through or on the highway past Tunbridge again. Yes. They still haven't done anything to upgrade no. their tourism. Very we disappointed. Went, we went past. There wasn't even a sign like Troy was here. Fuck's Nothing. Uh, Bothwell is the home, Mr. Barnes, of the oldest golf course in the world outside of the United Kingdom. I didn't know that. So the only other course outside of the United Kingdom that would challenge that record mm-hmm. is the Royal Indian Golf Course, but they have changed their course layout. So Ratho, I think was 18... Well, oh, happy birthday, by the way, for Bothwell, turning 200 this year. Oh, well done, Bothwell. <laughs> I Looking think, wonderful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think 1832 or 1833, the uh, Bothwell Golf Course was founded. Wow. Fucking earth. That's a long time ago. And when I oh, played- maybe did they get a few convicts to come up and get still a bit of raking? I, I mean- think so. <laughs> but when I, I played there about 15 years ago- and it wasn't because at the moment they've converted it to it's an old farm stay, and they've converted it into a function centre as well. Of course, and they've got the golf course there and the function centre and whatever. But when I got there, it was just the golf course, and it was an honour box, and they actually had fences around the greens because it was a working farm, mm-hmm. and the fences stopped the sheep going onto the greens. Yep. And so you hit the ball, and if you hit the fence, you could either take it where it lies, or hit again. And then you would open the gate, go into the green, putt, and then come back Fantastic. out again. Fantastic. You've got to look after the greens. Bloody oath you do. Mm. So that's, that's pretty much all my Bothwell news. Oh, well, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's it. Wow. I but I, when I was there I last was time, it is the home of a golfing museum. And when I was there with my friend, Mr. Willie Pang, we met seven-time Australian amateur golf champion, Peter Toogood, who no, went, that's, that's who I am. Would you like a tour of the museum? And we went, fuck yeah. In Bothwell. In Bothwell. Just happened to be called into the museum on his day off and gave me and Willie the tour. Bothwell's got more than you expect. Doesn't it ever? <laughs> it's, it's the place to be in the Midlands. There you go. Um, but what's been going oh, mate, on? I am, um, as you know, Eww. I've been very campy. Oh, sweetie. <laughs> all over the place. Yes, I'm, just, um, I'm going to use my phone for a minute because I have got a, I've got a couple of little stories. One major story. One major story. Um, which involves a cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is sounding creepy already. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not meant to be that creepy. I'll, I will say one thing though. I is was it away a euphemism? From about, <laughs> no, I was okay. away for about two weeks, mm. camping around between. But I was down at Mountfield, then ended up going through the like, through the Highlands, through to Straw, and then back to Mountfield, and then through to St. Helens, and up north to Ransons Beach. Bloody like, Troy's Tour Tassie. Covered some area, I've got mm. to say. Did some K's in the Panther. But what I need to do, though, Panther was Panther did well. Yeah. I was very, very impressed with the Panther. Came home with the windscreen intact. Very proud. And I did not do a windscreen, which I'm fucking very happy about. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to find what the cave was called. Uh, oh, here we go. Daryl's Cave. Junie Cave. <laughs> June's Cave. Yeah, so it is June with an extra E. Oh, Junie. Junie. Yeah, so Junie Cave. 
Um, so I'd heard this cave was kind of pretty cool, and it wasn't that far away. It's near. Hey, Major- June, do you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> <laughs> June's cave. <laughs> it's near. Um, it's near Medina, where all the 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 most dangerous bike course in or bike trail in Tasmania is. Oh, this is the mountain bikey outdoorsy people are heli yeah. lifted out of there daily. So, and- yeah, so that's that's the one where you know if you're feeling like you want to do a bit of death on your bike, yes, good spot. Excellent. Go to Medina. Go to Medina. Thumbs up for a bit of death bike. You may diner. Yeah, you may. <laughs> So I've gone to check out this cave. So walking up to this hello, cave. Hello, hello, hello. And um, beautiful walk. So you drive through dirt road to get in this place. It's all rainforest. And you jump off and there's a beautiful little river going past. And if you camp next to it, to be honest, mm. it would have been one of those things where like, this is postcard. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, right, yes. You're right there. The weather's beautifully clear. You can have a little campfire. I'd be like, fuck, I can only romance myself with that shit. You could, did you, I'm surprised you didn't Facebook live it and do your own Albie Mangles. Oh, like- it would have been great. <laughs> Um, so, I've turned up and there's a bit of a, a trail to get to where the cave is. And it's all, like most of the places in national parks and everything now, they're, they're done so well. Like, they do such a phenomenal effort. It's like this perfect, perfect integration of accessibility and nature. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not ruining or destroying anything, but there's a, they're well-made trails. There's normally, like, timber boards and trails. Stuff and to get people there. And, yeah, so it makes it easy for people, uh, but it doesn't take away from where you are. Okay, yep. Which is good anyway, because if all you've got is actual trucks, they can also get worn down and that can have a bit of an effect on the nature around you. So if it's something that's actually built in, mm. that's just it. Nothing, yeah. Everything else is just around it then. So it's not very far to this cave, so you walk up and it's meant to be one of the one of the deepest caves, I believe, in Australia. In Australia. Oh, it's like, a... It goes fucking way in. Hello, hello, this is going to be awesome. Hello, yeah, it's like, hello. cool, I'll be able to go in there. I'm going to be able to walk in and go, <laughs> I'm Batman. Like, I'm it's going to be fucking brilliant. <laughs> Like, I thought this is going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited. Did so, you drive the Panther in? <laughs> no, no, you can't get that far. Okay. So, walking up the trail, get to the end of it, get to the cave. It's closed. And it's not closed, but you've got a bit of a creek kind of coming out of it. Yes. Um, and you can't walk off where you are. You're kind of fenced in, and mm. you can't walk into the cave. Like, it's not designed to be walked into the cave. So, you can't just- go splunking. Splunking. No, you don't know splunking. Splun- explain splunking to splunking me, Splunking is caving. Like, is it? Yeah, or people do urban splunking. Wow. Which is that is... a little bit like mansplunking? Yeah, like, mansplunking. <laughs> where you try and explain sarcastically about caving? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so here's the opening and you go in there. Yeah, it's a cave. No, I believe splunking is is the the activity that people do where they go into caves or... or um, Water sewerage in the urban areas or disused railway underground things and do their own discovery like the fucking the Leyland brothers. So that's that's completely different to sploshing, isn't it? That's just yes, yeah, sploshing is sploshing. I think isn't that when you get naked and people are that's like a fetish throwing desserts on them <laughs> yeah. and stuff? No, I don't know that one. I'm pretty positive that's what sploshing is. Pretty positive? It's, um, it's, <laughs> that's, it's, that's what they said on the business it's, card. It's actually like rubbing desserts and stuff into your naked body. Really? Allegedly. Heard from a friend. Heard from a mate. (laughs) So, cave. (laughs) Let's move back to another opening. Um, Turn up and I'm thinking. Give me the VNNR. And I'm thinking, look, this is. I'm thinking, this is pretty good. It's the most random dessert I could come up with. Have you got an Eskimo pie, love? Have you got an. I tell you what, golden syrup dumplings, it's fucking hot! You don't want to get a golden gay time, though. No. Unless you're into that. That's maybe fine. you do. Maybe you do. If you're splashing, maybe a golden gay time is exactly what you're oh, after. Probably. Leave the stick in. Yeah. Um, All so. the nuts. <laughs> so, yes. I'm there looking at it thinking, you know, this is still kind of cool because you can see the opening of the cave, but you can't see around into where it goes. And it's like. But there's no yeah, one stopping cave. you legging over the fence. You could, and- but it's also. It's wet. Like there's right, a, okay. a full on creek coming down, and it'd okay. be freaking freezing. Yes, um, and you're on your Paddy Malone, so if things go yeah, tits so, up... I mean, saying that too, I mean, it's still gorgeous. I mean, they've got this beautiful clear water. Like, you go down a bit further, and there's like fish jumping out to grab the insects. Like, it's fucking nature. Okay. Nature was fucking doing its best. <laughs> David Attenborough's over there in the corner, and here we see... <laughs> <laughs> and here we see another tourist, amazed by the fish, doing exactly what they always fucking do. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm... Well, Looking at this cave. Yes. Checking it out. And then... Thanks, old brother. Behind me, there's some other people coming up the trail. Oh, I, 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 I was expecting... Grrr. You know. <laughs> it's a and, big bear. Um, but here's where it gets a bit weird and different. 
<laughs> so it's a family of uh, three. So mum, dad, daughter, mm-hmm. and the dog. Of course. And dad's carrying a huge inflatable fucking canoe raft. Of course he is. And I've gone, fuck me. This is different. Yes. So I'm talking to them, and I worked out that he's actually scuba dived this cave before. It goes into yes. like 100 odd metres. Right. All the way through, and you can get right down into it, and it's fucking amazing. He's apparently. a splunker. Apparently so. <laughs> um, and they had to mansplunk it to me. Mansplunk, hang on. Yeah. Yes, go. You're going to check it out. Um, so and it worked out that um, it was his birthday. And when they have a birthday in their family, yes. the person whose birthday it is chooses what they would like to do on that day. And what he wanted to do was take the family into this cave. So <laughs> they've, they've taken the raft up and all the rest, and they've all got... If <laughs> you got it? It's not it, is it? Well, okay. Right, I So <laughs> Let's pause and get the explanation of the caving. Caving, yes. also known as spelunking, S-P-E-L-U-N-K-I-N-G, in the United States is in, and in Canada. and uh, I'll give it to you. Yeah. It's close. Um, is the recreational pastime of exploring wild cave systems. In contrast, um, so that's what it is there. So- t- that's what splunking is there. Pretty good. But splunking in the Urban Dictionary is a sex act involving more than two people that utilise a sawhorse, a wasabi, <laughs> a flashlight, and a dremel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so, I'm not sure that... <laughs> How the fuck do you use a dremel? I mean, that's... No. <laughs> a sawhorse. <laughs> Correct. I mean, are you just fucking in a shed? Is and that what's wasabi. Going on? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> a flashlight. I mean, what are you doing? You drill a hole with the Dremel, you chuck the fucking it was wasabi in, in it. There. Turn the light you, in their eyes. Turn, and then sit them on a sawhorse <laughs> and just watch them buck. Right. <laughs> See if they can last eight Ride seconds. Piggy! Ride, piggy! <laughs> uh, uh, hang on. So, um, while you're there. Can you also Google splashing, please? And see oh, if I was hang correct. on. Hang on. So that's Actually, it I'll do, I'll do that one. Yes. Splashing. Splashing. I'm certain that's what it is. I could be wrong. Uh, here we go. Uh, sloshing is um, a sexual, sensual food exchange in which at least one person covers the other person in foods of different tastes, textures, and temperatures. Wow. So not just dessert. Mm. You can go through the whole menu. Wow. Entree, main course, The whole dessert. lot, just food. Yep. Don't know about the coffee afterwards. So is that what that would be called when, you know, they go and have... Um, Sushi off a naked geisha. Would that be upmarket splashing? I don't think so because I or think it's just the, that plattering. the theory of this is that you're actually, <laughs> I think you're actually like covering the person with the food, like you're massaging it into them. Right. Whereas when you got the- Getting it in all the crevices. When you got that scenario, that's just, ooh, they're, a, they're a platter. Nude lady. Yeah. And I can pick little bits of food off. Yeah. Off the nude lady. Off the nude lady. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think that's splashing. I just think that's a, um, that's a nice way to eat a meal. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, so spelunking. Spelunking. I tell you Pretty what, that's a, it's a fine line between pleasure and pain. And also caving and yeah, something involving a Dremel. Imagine that <laughs> on your on your Tinder profile. Yeah. Enjoy you're splunking. You like you like yeah. You spelled it wrong. Yeah, love splunking. This person's like that's my fucking jam. Fucking. I've been saving this wasabi for the right guy. <laughs> and you rock up. You have drinks and your dinner, and you want a bit of sploshing. No, no, I'm not into that. Okay, we'll get to the splunking. Do you want to go now? Well, it's a bit dark, but why not? Yeah. I've got a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a helmet, some rope. <laughs> uh, what are you being a Dremel for? I suppose if something goes wrong. You exactly. Know? Why not? Handy to have. I, I know a cave. Didn't know we needed to have an environment for it, but fuck. Yeah, that shit would turn sideways <laughs> very quickly, wouldn't it? Things like saw horse. So, well, it's not, something, not a place you'd find a horse, but I'm sure certain people have seen them there before. Why not? <laughs> so, <clears throat> old mate's birthday. Yes. And uh, that was what he wanted. So he wanted to take his family in the cave so they could see it all and all the rest. So they've all wet suited up, mm-hmm. put it down the, the little dinghy down in. Um, the dogs are bouncing around in the water too. Yes. Um, and in the finish, the um, they've all got their little um, headlamps on. Yes. Uh, like like a little bunch of miners. Yes. <laughs> and the the dog jumps in the raft. They all jump in. And that's and the I, last I, I, I videoed it. I think I might have even put it on my Facebook page. Okay. Um, and just showed him kind of going into the point where they just disappeared. 
And as they were going in, though, this is the thing when they're pucking <laughs> it all up, because I've got to say something. Because mm. it was a great conversation. I'll like, avenge your death. Yeah, well, it's like, this is actually, mate, like, what are the odds of turning up right now while you're doing this? This is actually really cool mm. from someone as an onlooker. Because you've got like a 15 minute window where you see them and then they're in the cave. Yeah, and they're gone. So I did say to them, look, I said, the best thing, do you mind if I actually video this? Mm. Like, no, that's cool. I said, it's just a really cool memory for me. So I've videoed it and all the rest. And I've also said while I'm videoing. You're going into that cave. Where'd you park your car? Yeah. <laughs> I said, I've watched a lot of movies, yeah. like horror movies. Yeah. And I'd just like to you guys to know. A lot of them that, start this way. Yeah, they do. And if you're never seen again, <laughs> I'm going to have some proof to know where you went. Yep. So at least... Any final words? There'll, yeah, there'll be people that will at least have a... Just a little bit of knowledge of closure what, you know, of, of where you went and, and where you went missing. He died doing what he loved, <laughs> but it was just bizarre. Like they've got in there, and, and there was a fair treach of water coming through. Like, mm-hmm. like they had to um actually like push the the raft in initially with them in the water mm. because you wouldn't be able to paddle in it. But I think then once you got up to a certain point, it just flattened out oh, a little bit. It wasn't so much <laughs> of a rapids. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, but I got to a point where you're watching. And the lights are flittering around. You could see it kind of coming out of the cave yep. and just nothing. Oh, shit. And I don't fucking know if they ever made it out of there. I mean, <laughs> they might still be in there somewhere. But wow. me, my claustrophobic brain on my and my horror brain and my creative mind. There's nothing that would put you in that raft. It's like, fuck, that, what if something goes wrong? But then my logical brain's like, it's probably been that way for like a million years. Yeah. The odds of it falling in now are pretty slim. Very slim. And he's been in there before. He has. Not his first time at the rodeo. No. And he's taking his child. And the dog. And the dog. And, you know, I mean, if a dog dies in a movie, You're shit all gets fucked. bad. I mean, he's John just going to fucking John Wick on everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing I was really amazed by, that, like the two weeks I was camping out and doing this and that and swimming in lakes and swimming at the beach and blah, blah, blah and this and that, didn't see one snake, which was really didn't surprising. Were you Not looking one. for them? Um, I was pretty aware. Because, I mean, you're walking through rainforest and wilderness and beach tracks and all the rest. And, mm. I mean, it was pretty warmish weather. It was snaky weather. Yeah. We did have, when I was at Ransons Beach, so I'd never been there before, I found that on Wikicamps, which is um, for those who like doing camping. If you ever want to get something that's great for finding, um, especially free camping sites and people review it and say what they're like and et cetera, et cetera. And if there's fees and what the road's like in there and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Wikicamps is a fucking amazing app. It's a freebie. Just yes. Just jump on there and you can pay for it if you want, but it's free as well. Um, but I found Ransons Beach, mm-hmm. which is right up on the northern kind of tip um, near Tomahawk. If you know where Tomahawk is in Tassie? Yes, 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 it's, yes. yes. Um, it's further west of that, but up in that region. Right. So it's about a 14k gravel road to get in off the main road. And got in there, found a great spot, all the rest of it. It's fantastic. And then on the second day I was there, sitting back, having a beer, listening to a few tunes, looking up in the sky of the trees, and thought, fuck, it's starting to get a bit cloudy. And then realized when I chatted to an old mate that was camping near me, uh, it wasn't clouds, it was smoke. Oh, fuck. And, we've got, and he happened to have a bit of service either on his phone or on a two-way or something. And um, and what we discovered was um, a car had actually um, become a lit, a light, a flame, <laughs> got on fire, beast um, on the drive out. And there's only one road in, one road out. That's it. Yep. Um, and then uh, once we discovered that, then the helicopter's coming over, checking all that out. Yes. Sirens are blaring, all the rest. This is about probably a kilometre and a half away from where we're camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the fireys have actually turned up. And said, so, mate, just let you know that we have got a fire. That you know, a car's caught a light. Yep. Um, it's burnt a fair bit of scrub at the moment, but it's under control at present time. Mm. If the wind turns, we may need you guys to go to the beach fairly quickly. Fuck. Because that's and funnily enough, when I went to the because there was a toilet nearby there, mm. there's a thing at the on there that says in case of bushfire, go to the, the beach. beach is the emergency uh, destination. Shit ton of water, and not a lot of things that will burn on the beach. Yeah, exactly. So. So he's come around and told us all that, and so I'm like, fuck, okay. So I did what every Australian man would do in a, in a situation where you might have to do something quickly. Open a beer. Grab another beer. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. But apparently it was near brand new Suzuki, though, because driving out, and suddenly the engine just went, boom, which is a light. Wow. So they jumped out of the car quickly, and of course the whole car's gone up, yes. which then being fairly dry around the place at the mm. moment, it caught the ground, and it just went, whoosh. Was that the Suzuki splunking? 
<laughs> and we'd like to thank the good people at Suzuki for sponsoring yeah. the South Road Boys. Yeah, yeah um, or for this episode. Yeah, exactly. Never again. No, never, never. But that no, was good. Really good little campy trip. Um, enjoyed the shite out of it. Excellent. Mm. Now, Mr. Barnes, since you and I have spoken last time, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a while. Because we had um we had an erotic that we'd already recorded. We had, yes. In case I was away, Being which I was. Captain Camping. Yep. Um so that went up. So we haven't seen each other for two weeks. It's been it, I did miss it. I've, I genuinely did miss I've it. I've missed the late night handy, I've got to admit. <laughs> like it's just, you know, when we sit back after this and we watch something for days. And then the, the hand just goes over and hits the inside of the thigh and it's just like, Oh Joe, I've missed you. Yeah, I've missed you too. Yeah, you know? so I have missed that. We've had a death. Now, this is not a celebrity Deadpool, because we're not running a celebrity Deadpool. But well, we probably life. need to talk about that too, but we'll we get do. to that soon. We're going to do that now? We're going to talk about... Yeah, let's, let's do that now quickly, if you like, and we can get back into that then. All right, well, let's play the right intro. On. Cool, do that. Celebrity Deadpool News! News. Excellent. So, decisions on Celebrity Deadpool initially in our theories for this year. Yes. Should throw that one out there. We discussed this last time we were together in person, mm-hmm. and we decided that we're not going to do a Deadpool this year. Not for 2022. No, mainly because um, it's still COVID-y. Yes. And even though this is a little bit of fun and it's all jokey and blah, 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 if we happen to suddenly get a spree of actual COVID deaths, mm. it doesn't really feel right to make fun of it. No, and and last year, look, natural deaths, people getting older, <laughs> random stuff. That's fun, but when you got a situation with COVID where it's very close to a lot of people and people have lost family, friends, yeah. workmates, it's a bit hopefully hard. People they don't like, yeah. Um, Mind you, you know, it's a little bit close to home, and it's just not the same. And people, we didn't seem to be get invested in twenty twenty one. I think that the world was There's in a, a bit lot of a, stuff going on. Let's not talk too much about the death. Yeah. So, so let's. Um, we're going to give a break for twenty twenty two, but we still have uh, the results of twenty twenty one coming. We do actually have the results of twenty twenty one. Fucking, you've done the math. We've fucking done the math. Now, do we have third, second, and first? No, I've just gone first. You know why? Because no one else gives a fuck. No one else gives a fuck? No. <laughs> Question. And, and you know what? You either win or you don't. Did either you or I get anywhere near taking out the chocolates? Oh, mate, I had Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> so you got uh, a point. You know, we weren't there. Did I get any? Uh, you had Betty White as well. Yeah. yeah and you had, um, you had Prince Philip. Yes. So that's two points. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Joe for the win. You know the thing, though? The thing that, that really boosted people up, Bert Newton. Yeah, I'll okay, imagine. Because there was eight people that had Bert. And that's, what was Bert's numbers? That was 13? 83, so 17. 17 numbers. So yeah. that was a big number for a few people. So if those people had actually got some extras, they were in. Well, all they needed was a Betty White, and they were in the Pretty leader much. of but, the pack. Um, look, I, it's just, it was close. Can you, because before you read out the name of the winner. Yep, I'm, I'm going to do that last. Yep. Can you read out the deaths yep. that that person had? Done. All I right. mean, this person, um, Came home strong, I've got to admit. <laughs> yep. Home with a wet sail? Yeah, it's... Um, Used the whip in the last furlong? <laughs> Any other sporting parlays that we I've want to use? I've got to admit, like, the way he was going, I'd have some grave concerns that he might win. Oh, really? And it did come down to the death. Really? <laughs> I, just, I just try to put puns No, in. I like it, but, you know, you <laughs> yeah. um, So we had five deaths. For the, the winner. winner? Fuck, the winner. you know what? That is a very... Well done. And the thing well is... Well done. Five, picking five people... That we're going to die in a year, that's that's pretty fucking yep. good going. And four of them were in the last few weeks or the last couple of months. <laughs> like seriously, what the fuck? Well, I, how many did I have? I had six or seven. To... You had a few. It's just the, the big numbers. That's the thing. The big yeah, number got the it. Big number got it. So what we've got the the biggest number of the pack was uh, Bernoulli. Thirteen. Seventeen points. Seventeen points. Sorry. Yep. Died at the age of eighty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Desmond Tutu was the other. The Archbishop that Desmond Tutu. That was a 90s. That's another 10 points. Which is still good going oh, yeah, so in this tw- game. So on 27 there. Yep. Uh, we then jump up to the, everyone's favourite gardener, <laughs> Mr. Cundall. Peter So he Cundall. was a 94, but still another six points. And six points is nothing to be sneezed at. Not when there hasn't been a lot of death on the Deadpool. No. For when we had over 400 names, there really wasn't that many that moved on. Exactly. So, you know, we just got to fucking try harder next time. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, we had um, the lovely Prince Philip way back. Yes, that was a, a point. And Betty White was another point. Another so, a point. 35 points. 
And the winner. No, it's the winner. The winner is, and look, I know he's going to love the shit out of this. Yes. Um, my mum is his favourite person. <laughs> it's uh, Mr. Chris Williams. Well done, Chris. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris, you're so wonderful. Oh, Chris, oh, you're so wonderful. I love, I love you, you, Chris. Oh, you're just gorgeous. Oh, look at his smile. Look at it. He's grinning you himself. Just right look there. at it, Ivan. <laughs> So, well done, mate. But came home, I mean, seriously. Chris has got a stiffy. (laughs) I mean, he had one point with Prince Philip. Yes. And then I think the order would have been um, Newton. Yes. Cundall. Yes. White. Tutu. Fuck. Like, just went bang, 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 bang. Pipped him at the post. To the point where I kind of wonder whether he might have been sitting at home doing some weird spells and shit. Oh, get the old chanting going on. Yeah. (laughs) I just... But that's a fucking... Well done, Mr. We didn't Williams. We have many, but some of us only turn up with five and go bang. Yeah. And there's a couple of reasonable numbers in there. That's all you need. You don't need the big numbers, just, you know. I mean, all I needed was one Culkin. Yeah, one Culkin would have done yeah. it. If my Royal had have come through, that would have been a good 97 oh, yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been I tell you what, terrible. I wouldn't have been popular, though, would I? Oh, no. Imagine Not that. Not at all. No. But I would have taken the medal. Yeah, so that no is Deadpool. It. Um, it's obviously took a little while to get the numbers added up because I was away and I needed to calculate those. But we needed well, to get Dexter from Perfect Match. Yeah, well <laughs> done, Mr. Williams. That's all. Congratulations. You will be receiving a medallion. Yes, because that's what we do. Yes, and um, look forward to that. Mm. Now, anyways, we had another death that is not a celebrity <sighs> Deadpool related, but fucking rocked my world. Meatloaf died. Oh yes, he did. Like about out of hell, I'll be gone when the morning comes. Um, I would tell did we you. Actually have, I mean, not that it matters now, but did we have meatloaf on that? Oh, no. Let me have a look where you're doing that. In the movie of my life, Mr. Barnes, when it gets made. Jesus. Um, I would tell you that through my formative years, I would suggest that part of the theme song to that would be Bad Out of Hell. Because there was nothing that got done in our house, housework-wise, if it was not soundtrack to either Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton or Meatloaf. There are actually four people that have Meatloaf. Oh. So, not that it matters because we don't, we'd end of the year, but... Yes. Yeah. Pipped at the post. Um, yeah, so Meatloaf passed away, and I was just... Now, I, I've got this on vinyl. I've got Bad Out of Hell on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is... OG, so it's, you know, original from the 70s or whatever, and I can pretty much go through every song and, and read them off and all that kind of stuff, which I won't do right now. I was going to say, this is going to be a great podcast now. Uh, it won't, but one of my favourite songs was Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember much about that song? Now, I've got to admit, and this is where um, I'm probably different to most people, mm-hmm. like, I'm... I'm <laughs> I mean, we know. We know. I'm different to most people. Yes. It's no shocks. You are a snowflake. <laughs> uh, but even though, you know, I know the songs off Bad Out of Hell, mm. I was never a huge fan of the Not that I wasn't a huge fan of the album. It wasn't one that I went to. Mm. So I've got to listen to Bad Out of Hell. Yep. But I fucking love Bad Out of Hell too. Back into Hell. Yeah. I just, I fucking love that album so much. It's just ridiculous. I mean, mm. that was when... um. You know, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. I mean, that was just such a fucking great song. But that was on the first album as well. No. Are you sure? Yeah, definitely sure. That was that was the big number one single off Bad Out of Hell 2. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, but my, my big song off that album, though, for me... Yes. Other than that, because that was the hit song. Mm-hmm. Um, was actually objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. Because objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. Because that's it's an it's the other big one. It goes for ten minutes and it just builds and builds and builds and then comes back down and builds and it's just there's moments in that where it's just like you turn the fucker up. You are right, and and you are part of the chorus. Like it's just you that got- song for me blows my mind. Hang on, because mm. you want to save this. I'm sorry, I was wrong. Yeah, it's not there. No, I thought I'm it was. Sorry, what did you say again? No, no, you've had it. <laughs> you had it. Come on. Um, but the thing that I had was uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yep. Now, this is a song that was being sung by a little Joe Mather, you know, 
in his early teenage years. I can see paradise by the dashboard. Ginger afro. Ginger afro going on. Probably wearing a sexuality t-shirt. No, this is prepubescent. Like this is. Oh, okay. This is a song that if you heard that your child was listening to it now, you'd go, fuck, you're not a great parent. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a song that is about two 17-year-old kids going parking. That's what the song is all about. Paradise by the Dashboard Light is a naked girl in a car. That is, is really? Paradise by the Dashboard Light. So is that meant to be her name or it's just the scene? No, like, no. This is what Paradise so, would be to teenage kids. I remember everything as if it had happened only yesterday. Um, parking by the lake, there was not another car in sight. And I never had a girl looking any better than you did. And all the kids at school, they were wishing they were me that night. Now... It never felt so good. It never felt so right. Um, and we're glowing like the metal on the edge of a knife. And he's like, fucking, I really want you. I am really fucking wanting to bang the shit out of you, right? <laughs> um, but we were barely 17 and we were barely dressed. I don't remember this yeah. a line in there, I really want to bang the shit out of you. No, I don't okay. remember that okay. lyric. True. Okay. All right. Are you but, adding your own lyrics? Oh, just a little bit. Okay. Now our bodies are, uh, now our bodies are good, oh, close and tight. It never felt so good, it never felt so right. Anyway, this is a song that starts off, it's a bit, it's a bit jazzy, almost. Mm. It's a bit swing. It's a song that I do remember very well. It's a great track. Exactly. Um, and then it goes into, we're going to go all the way tonight, we're going to go all the way mm. tonight, tonight, we're going to go all the way. And then it breaks as if you're listening to a, the radio broadcast. And they're not really fucking... Hiding it. I do remember that too. And the radio broadcast is a baseball game. Okay. He's hit first, he's rounding second, he's in third, and he's going for home. So they're not really, the euphemism's (laughs) not lost on even a very young Joe Mather. He knew what was going on. And then it's a real pressure cooker. It's going to be close. Holy cow, I think he's going to make it. And then the female vocals come in. Stop right there. Before we go any further, do you love me? Will you love me forever? And so she's like, before we do this. I want to hump you like it. Exactly. Before we have this sex, which, you know, we've done everything, but tell me you love me. Troy, tell me you love me. And he's like, well, just can we sleep on it? Can we just, (laughs) can we? And she's like, no. Do you love me forever? Oh, I'm not really sure. Let me sleep on it. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And then all of a sudden he's like, I couldn't take it any longer. I was crazed. The feeling came upon me like a tidal wave. I started swearing to my God and on my mother's grave, I would love you to the end of time. And you know what it reminds me of? What? Team America. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Remember that scene where they're there in the puppets and she's like, tell me you'll never die. I can't possibly do that. I'd really have sex with you right now if you told me you'd never die. I'll never die. I will never die. <laughs> that was brilliant. That's exactly what this song is. This is a teenage 17-year-old boy. Parking with a girl, pushing it, pressuring her to kind of have sex with him, and then blatantly lying, <laughs> saying, I will love you to the end of time. And then the very next line is, And now I'm praying for the end of time <laughs> to hurry up and arrive. <laughs> Fuck, it just. <sighs> that's actually. Paradise um, by the Dashboard Light. Like, as much of Bad Out of Hell is a great song, that's a song that I've always loved off that album, though. Well, because the thing is, and most people, I don't know, look, fucking meatloaf. Most people don't realise how operatic in in the way that he constructed songs he was. Because mm. Bad Out of Hell, I think the original cut was something like 12 minutes. Oh, it was something huge. And then they said, no radio is going to play that. And then they cut it and cut it and cut it. And I think it ended up being like a five-minute song or whatever. Um, um, I wouldn't do anything for love. Um, that was about twelve minutes, I think, on the original, on the actual album version. I'm certain there was a single version. The Beauty the and the Beast film clip. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is, he started in theatre as well. Most mm. people don't remember that he was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I didn't know that. He was Eddie, the delivery boy. Oh, there you go. So if you go back to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, there's fucking meatloaf. He, like, would, he wouldn't be called Meat Life then, I don't reckon. Yeah, he was. He was, okay, yeah, right. Exactly. So I am going to give you, Mr. Barnes, because I'm such a big fucking Meat Life fan. I really do love Meat Life. Um, 
some interesting information about meatloaf. Um, throw a couple of things in. Um, yes. Just quickly. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Jesus. Um, do you mention um, Fight Club there by any chance? Yes. Right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm not going to mention that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, and do you mention um, the grand final? Uh, we will mention the grand final. Is yes. that on there, though? Oh, it's not, but we, right. we so will. So I was just going to say, so that's come up um, in the last few days, I've noticed. Oh, where yeah. His manager has actually come out and said, I couldn't talk about this before because Meatloaf has got such pride yep. and everything, but he should never have performed that day because he was actually he was physically and mentally unfit to perform. And, and he just didn't want to let everyone down, so he we went out and did it anyway, and exactly. it was shit. Because you're dealing with the, the acoustics and the sound of the MCG. It's not meant to you're not have. Gonna, you're not going to hide away. But no. apparently he was um, he was so unwell, mm. he shouldn't have been getting on any stage whatsoever. Well, even Bad Out of Hell, he'd already blown his voice out before he recorded that album because he was doing backup for Cheap Trick and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then he came out with Bad Out of Hell. So that's not his best vocal work. His best vocal work was done before then. <laughs> anyway, um, far He away. put on 60 pounds, almost 70 pounds to try and avoid the draft into Vietnam. Fuck. It like commitment. bulked it up, but unfortunately, still passed the physical, even though he was colorblind. Um, but he didn't serve. He just went, fuck, I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Very patriotic. He proposed to his first wife by presenting her with a salmon. Why a salmon? It doesn't say. It just went, he thought it was a, a, a thing that he really liked and he wanted to pose the question in an extraordinary way. Maybe he felt that... You know, the, the journey to, to win her love was such a phenomenal journey. Yeah. Because the, the salmon will, stream, will swim upstream to spawn. Possibly. So maybe what he's saying is, fuck, you were difficult, yeah. but I've made it. <laughs> I've made it. Um, there was a restaurant chain that he, he was a vegetarian and even did veganism for a while. That's weird for his name. Absolutely. Where did the name come from? Is that well, as well? It doesn't say, but Meatloaf was a vegetarian from 1981 to 1982, and he was went vegan in the early 80s because um, he went to a restaurant and there was a rabbit dish and he was disgusted by it, blah, blah, blah. Um, he promoted a campaign for an Italian-themed American restaurant called Frankie and Benny and their new vegan meals, and they tried to get him to change his name to Veggie Loaf. Veggie loaf, but he wouldn't do it. He's like, it re- I mean, no. no one's going to go along with veggie loaf. No, I mean, fucking seriously. But when Frank, here's his quote: When Frankie and Benny first approached me to rebrand as veggie loaf, I said, "No way in hell, I won't do that." <laughs> <laughs> Playing on the song, I'll Beautifully do anything done. for love. Um, he says now. Apparently, Meatloaf was a bit of a storyteller, but he claims. Mm. Well, he he can prove that he was in. Um, Dallas, the day Kennedy got shot. Okay. At the hospital where Kennedy was taken. Um, and he claims that the Secret Service hijacked his car to try and get to the hospital quicker. That's a pretty good rock and roll tale. But he can prove, like, there's a proof that he was actually at the hospital. So he probably saw, um, you know, uh, the Secret Service and all that arriving yep. at the hospital or whatever. Um, no one can qualify that one. Uh, he was almost cast as Quasimodo in Disney's The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Didn't get that gig. Don't know why. Doesn't really tell me. He once nearly pushed Prince Andrew into a moat. <laughs> now, this, this is the thing that fucking tickled my fancy. You remember It's a Knockout? Oh, yeah. Okay. So TV for, show. TV show. They did... The Grand Knockout Tournament, also known as It's a Royal Knockout. It was a charity event held in 1987. And here's the funny thing, right? Each, there were four members of the royal family. The royal fucking family that were the head of the teams. Team one, which was headed by Prince Edward, the Duke and of Edinburgh. I'm going to give you some of the people's names who were on his team. <laughs> okay. Christopher Reeve. Superman himself. John Cleese. <laughs> Dame Kiri Takanawa. <laughs> Who the hell's that? Uh, she's only one of New Zealand's most famous opera singers of all time. Okay, it doesn't sound like someone would be that athletic in a knockout, but... <laughs> no. Team two, uh, the Royal Prince's team, um, had Debbie Flintoff, as in Debbie Flintoff King. Mm-hmm. Cliff Richard, or Sir Cliff Richard. 
Kevin Klein. The actor. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Actually, that would have been an interesting one back and forth with Cleese as well, because they're both in a fish called Wanda. Wanda, yeah, exactly. Sir Tom Jones and Sheena Easton. Jesus Christ. Team three, which was in the Duke of York's team, um, was ooh, George Lazenbury. Mm-hmm. Michael, was it, well, didn't he play James Bond? Yeah. Mm. Michael Palin. Okay. Another fish called Wanda. Yes, and also <laughs> another... Um, Python. Mo- Python, yes. Michael Palin. Nigel Mansell. <laughs> <laughs> There's some big names in this. John Travolta. Jeez. <laughs> Calm down. Uh, team four, which was in the Duchess of York, so Fergie's team, uh, was Meatloaf, Pamela Stevenson, um, Jane Seymour, Viv Richards, <laughs> um, and... Jane Seymour, wasn't she medicine woman? Was that her? Yeah. Uh, actress? Jane Seymour was... someone different. Yeah, she was an actress. Yeah, Dr. Quinn medicine woman? Yeah, that's exactly who she was. Hmm. Hmm. So fucking, anyway, apparently Fergie, according to uh, Meatloaf, might have been a little bit flirtatious, and... The prince decided he wanted to give Meatloaf a bit of a bump and tried to push him into the canal, and so Meatloaf pushed back. <laughs> Apparently, her Madge was not impressed by any of it <laughs> because she didn't want the TV show to go ahead. She never thought that the royals should do such sort of shenanigans. A bit naff. A bit naff and a bit whatever, but it w- they raised a million pounds for some charity, right? So it's a good not thing bad. that they did. Um, but from that day forward, Meatloaf always claimed, Queen doesn't like me. <laughs> Queen doesn't like me. Maybe um, like the royal family doing wipeout now. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, he was picked up a hitchhiker one time. That hitchhiker, Charles Manson. <laughs> Fucking Jesus! Correct. I mean, how do we know how correct these stories are? Um, got, is it well, are they factual stories or are they just tales? He rocked up to Dennis Wilson, who was a former member of the Beach Boys house. And the person he gave a ride to was Charles Manson. Um, just a quick one, too. I did a, did a quick Google search. Yes. Uh, Meatloaf, when he was born, stated mm. in an interview, not when he was born, but an interview about when he was born. Yes. Because he wouldn't have been able to talk when he was born. No, probably difficult. Yeah. Saying that um, he was bright red and stayed that way for days. Um, so we, uh, they convinced the hospital staff to put the name Meat on his crib. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, this is coming from Meatloaf's um, Autobiography. mind himself. So... Whether it's a funny little tale or a truth, who would know? Well, the weird thing is he had a collection of rubber ducks. Oh, doesn't Which everyone? he used to take on tour with him. Like hundreds of them, apparently. A rubber duck collection. Yeah, People used to... You know how... Um, crazy going on there. You know, uh, fucking UK Scottish singer, sorry. Um, redhead. Redhead Scottish singer. Um, don't know who you going with. You're not talking about Ed Sheeran, like new stuff or Not Ed stuff? Sheeran, the other one. The funny yeah. one with the glasses does a, the Facebook posts. Fuck, I can't remember. I can't remember his name. Um, um, a doctor's um, nephew. Um, oh, Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi. Yes. Yeah, so, you know how Lewis yeah, Capaldi's I mean, got the thing with sunglasses? Yes. Apparently As in me- the weird kind of, you know, Elton fetish. John style sunglasses. Yes. Um, publicly had a feud with Greta Thunberg <laughs> over climate change, saying that she's been brainwashed. <laughs> Um, and here's one for you. How Appar- old was he, by the way? Would he have been what, 60, 70, 72, I think. Wow. Okay. Um, Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart was originally going to for be him. a meatloaf yeah, song. I knew that. Um, but for whatever reason. Because when you listen to it, it's, it's, because it was written by the same guy, mm. I think. Was it, was it Steinberg? Yeah. 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 Um, apparently a study found playing meatloaf songs helps plants grow more than anything else. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> meatloaf facts. That's bizarre. And he talks to ghosts. Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Well, now he's one now, now he's so he's one. probably still doing it. Mm. Um, and look, there was a couple of other facts on there. Well, the one that I'm going to throw in too. Yes. Um, the, the role that I remember him for is Fight Club. Because yeah. Because he had boobs. Had boobs. Yep. Yeah, he was a fully breasted man. Yep, because it was such a for a guy that you'd seen as being very like rock star, sort of you know a big presence Mm -hmm. to suddenly be playing a role where he's like this hormonal feminine, big breasted man. Yep, 
it was just a bizarre turn of events, but it was fucking brilliant. Well, he was in something, I think it was like over 50 different movies and TV. He was in the Spice Girls film clip, the first one. And he was the bus driver yeah. because they were I saying, think it was first one. we want you to do, well, I think it was the only one, Spice World. Oh, there. Yeah, sorry, not for clip, but um, actual movie, yeah. Yeah, the movie Spice World. Yeah. And I remember him going, they asked him to do something, goes, I'll do anything for you girls, but I just won't do yeah. that. Which, you know, apparently- It's a repetitive line, but it became his brand, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but here's the thing, speaking of lines, in 2017, um, the debate concerning economic growth and regulatory relief, Consumer Act in the United States saw four members of the Senate- Quote meatloaf. Quote meatloaf. Correct. What was the quote as it got it there? Okay. Senator Sherrod, Sherrod Brown kicked things off by pushing back against the bill, saying, as meatloaf used to sing, two out of three ain't bad, but this bill doesn't eat the meatloaf minimum. <laughs> John Kennedy immediately hit back, saying, meatloaf also sang, there ain't a coupe de ville at the bottom of a crackerjack box. In other words, we live in a real world. Because there ain't no Coupe de Ville then lying in the bottom of a Cracker Jack box. Anyone think you love me like um, Tom Tillis claimed, chimed in, and he said, he also sang, baby, we can talk all night, but that ain't getting us nowhere, so I'm looking forward to the process of the amendments. And the final one, Chris Vander Holland, MD, finished with, Meatloaf also said, life is a lemon and I want my money back. So on behalf of all the consumers who got the short end of the stick from the Wells, Fargo and Equifax, I want this bill to make sure they get their money back. Jeez, they all chimed in, didn't they? Fucking, as soon as one started, they all quoted yeah. Meatloaf. <laughs> Fuck you, I've always wanted to do a Meatloaf quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, he once sued a tribute band for being imposters, <laughs> which was just bizarre. Um, I assume was, it was a Meatloaf tribute band. Yeah, it was. Um, but the guy was originally an Elton John tribute act, and then he got fat, so he changed to being Meatloaf. <laughs> and he almost got cast as Billy Bobbitt in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. Um, bloody meat hell, Meatloaf. Um, and, you know, look, go to the Wikipedia, have a look at all these credits for his TV and his movies and stuff like that, but... There are a couple of things that they're, they're there. But I just, it's one of those things that I will still listen to Bad Out of Hell or Back Into Hell or We're Going to Hell Again. I, Meatloaf, big fan. Big, yeah. big fan. Um, I was showing Meatloaf some uh, first gig was at Huntington Beach. Hello. Hello. We brought up Huntington Beach before. I think we have. I don't know what. Hmm. Huntington Beach, California? Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. My aunt and uncle live there. Well, you talked about the golf course <laughs> and all the rest of it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, what else has been going on in your world, man? Other than camping, I've got to admit, not a lot. Did you want a sports story? A sports story. Yeah, because like... Yeah. I mean, I could, I could talk camping all the time, but mm. I'm, I'm far more excited about it than everyone else. So I've had my camping splurge earlier. Mm. So I'm happy to leave the camping now and just move on to sports. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep this sporting, you know, theme that we did start up. It did start. Yeah. Well, you started this shit. <laughs> uh, back to the world of cricket, mate. Oh, back to cricket again. So there was nice. a uh, a cricketing match um between the Westie um the Westie the Westies. I think it was the West Indies. Yep. And Bangladesh. Um someone hit the hit the ball gone for a run, and then the fielder has gone to throw it at the stumps at the bowler's end. And they've gone, fucking yes! And so the person who's returning to the batsman's end has just eased up because he's seen where the ball's going. The ball's hit the stumps, but the runner is safe. Yep. The ball then comes from the bowler's end stumps and goes to the batting end stumps, knocks the bales no, off, and this off. guy is caught a metre short. No. <laughs> the fielder knocked over two sets of bales. Oh, that's shit. Because <laughs> this guy, he's off the running because he's like, the throw didn't come to my end. I can just oh, you would. jog There's it no in. no way no that's going to ricochet from there to there. Well, fucking, there is evidence to the contrary, Mr. Unbelievable. Barnes. Unbelievable. That's not going to make you happy. No, you'd be pissed off. I you? mean, the bowling team. They're Fucking, doing backflips. I tell you what, if you're a fielder, you're up in your ante, aren't you? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, and I have, Some people would even say, mate, redonkulous. Redonkulous. Mm. Are you into your cycling? 
I don't mind it. Okay. Yeah. So more like the mountain bike here than the road kind of cycling, but well, the the last portion of the stage two of the ladies' tour of Norway had a foursome with a thirty second lead, um, with the peloton chasing them down. Now, thirty seconds is not a lot, mm-hmm. but when you've only got five k's to go, and there's four it's of you, you yep. can probably go fucking. We might hold this off. And first, second, and third's most probably going to be in this group. The peloton may catch you, but fucking, it's close. Yep. With five kilometres to go, all they needed to do was cross a river and fucking onto the homeward stretch. Easy peasy. Unfortunately, what they hadn't factored on is the bridge that they needed to cross also needed to be raised to let boats go through. Oh, shit, no. So they've rounded the corner. They're going flat out. Ding, 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 ding. This barricades drop down, and then the bridges rose up, and this little fucking boat sails on through. Tell me that Duke of Hazard and just straight over. So the pelotons caught up. They sat there for a couple of minutes. Everyone's ready to go, and the whole field's caught up to them. Oh no! None of the four that had spent the last few hours building up this very minimal thirty-second lead did not finish in the podium podium position. That's a that's a bad setup of the organisation because they Isn't should have a situation just... if that happens where you then have a time set up. Well, that was okay. the thought. Group goes now, and we've got twenty seven seconds right now. You well, go. that was the thought. That that was the conversation that was being had in the very, very brief few moments of everyone. And it would have been impossible there. though because there would have been no structure, nothing in place, no mechanisms in no. place. To go, fuck, you stopped here. <laughs> well, the bridge was going up, so they would have known before these riders arrived. Jeez, you'd be dirty. Wouldn't you? <sighs> Wouldn't you? Bloody Norwegians. Fuck, you don't give the most positive sporting news, do you? Oh, well, it's positive <laughs> for the fielder. Positive <laughs> for the peloton. Anyway, so that was my sporting news. Wowzers. Um Now, Australia, you are about to, or actually have just celebrated um, the 26th of January. Yes. Um, if you've passed. been on social media, fuck, that's a shit show. Yet again. We brought this up last year. Yes. Um, and I think my idea at the time was that, I think I mentioned that I don't give a shit what day we celebrated on. As far as I'm concerned, we should have a day where everyone celebrates how lucky we are to be in a country that's so great. Yes. And if that means that we change to another day so more of us can be happy on that day, I think it's a great idea. So we can be one yeah. and free. Exactly, because for me, the day, the date means fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. It's about the day of celebrating as one country. Fuck, we're lucky. How yep. good is this place? So I think my argument, or oh, not my argument, my challenge last year yes. was that, okay, we can have it so Australia Day falls on whatever day it is. So this day, it's a Wednesday this mm-hmm. year. It's on a Wednesday. Perfect. So, you know, if you want to have your beers and your barbecues and, and bogan it up, if you if that's your way of doing it. Yep, bang on the chisel. Whatever else, you're going to go to work the next day. Yep. So, but you can have your 26th. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. Good on you. Well done. Well done. Or we make it so it's maybe the- The last Monday in January. The last Monday in January. Every, so it's a long weekend. Or, or better so we'll make it the Friday, because that way most people aren't working the next day. Oh, because people work on the yeah. Saturday. So, yep. we'll do it so it'll be the, see, the, the last Friday- in January, every yep. year. So you get a long weekend. Perfect. Every year. Great. Set it in. Lock it in. And there's only... And I don't reckon that many people that argue about the fact, oh, I want my 26th of January. If they're going to get a long weekend every year, Perfect. I reckon they're going to go, oh, you know what? I might rethink that. The only people who... And I think I even said this last year. I think the only people who have a legitimate... And I mean real legitimate claim to wanting to be the 26th of January to have as Australia Day is the people who were born on the 26th of January. Because for however old they are, they've had a fucking public holiday <laughs> on their birthday <laughs> and they are the only ones that are going to be hard done by. Yeah, true. Like, they're the only people who are actually going to suffer out of this. Yeah, I'd be pissy. You'd be pissy. I wouldn't be happy. You would not be happy. No. But you know what? If you were born on the 26th of January, it just means... That your birthday party's been moved to the weekend. It's not on Wednesday like it normally was. Yeah. Suck it up. Suck it up. And you know what? It's probably your only 18th that's really an issue anyway. (laughs) I do believe it will change one day. Oh, of course it will. It's not going to happen yet. Um, But I think the um, the voices are getting more louder, a bit more logically based, and uh, and getting more backup every year. And considering, I think, I read somewhere, it's only been since 1994 
that as a nation we've all collectively celebrated the 26th of January as Australia Day. Yeah, I can't remember what date it was, but I know I think it, it started in the yeah. 80s, and then I think 1904 was the first year. Yeah. Fuck, it's not like it's... But it's been that way forever, though, Joe. But it hasn't. So I thought, that's about being patriotic. Mm-hmm. I don't think Australia is the most patriotic nation out there. Not really. Now, you and I have travelled abroad. Mm-hmm. We are international men of mystery. <laughs> so I decided to try and find a song that I believe oh, is perhaps the most quintessential patriotic song you've researched. I have of any, perhaps almost any song Righto. for any nation. Oh, what what nation do you think that I chose? <sighs> it's going to be something like, I mean, it won't be America because that would be too obvious. It is. Oh, fuck off. Really? Yes. Oh, righto. What do you got? So I looked up, not America on a playlist, I just looked up apostrophe America. <laughs> yep. And I came up with a Johnny Cash song. Did you really? Fucking oath. What song would that be? Did you want me to read it to you? I think you're going to have to. I can't do a Johnny Cash accent. I wish I could, but it's just I don't have a d- deep enough voice. The good thing is it's a spoken word song. Right. So it was oh. off his spoken word album he brought out a while back? Uh, I'm not sure it was. Right. I think this is an old song. Like right, this okay. is. I walked through a country courthouse square, and on a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, nah, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat, and I sat down. Is this your first time in our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag when uh, there when Washington took it across the Delaware. It got a little powder burn on the night Francis Scott Key sat watching it, writing, Say Can You See? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. Uh, it almost fell at the Alamo beside the Texas flag. But she waved on through. She got cut down with a sword in Chancellorville. She got cut again in Sohar Hill. And there was Robert E. Lee at Beauregard and Bragg. And the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in the World War II and she hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea and in Vietnam. She went there when she was sent by Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now we're about quit waving back here at home. In her good old land where she's been abused, she's been burned, dishonored, denied, and refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land, and she's getting threadbare and wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Because she's been there through the fire before, and I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground, and we fold her up just right. On second thought, I do like to brag, because I'm mighty proud of that rugged flag. Fucking, I only want to put my hand on my heart. I know, fucking. fuck? When I heard that. Nicely spoken too, mate. I got tingles. So I listened to it three more times. That's really good. Now, go to Spotify or YouTube or whatever and What's listen to uh, Rugged Flag Yep. Um, by Johnny Cash. The man, the legend. The man, the myth, the legend. If you ever wanted to be patriotic American, no matter what country you're from, <laughs> if you want to understand patriotism and sentimentality over something, America. You glorious bastards. Fuck. That's impressive. Mate, that's that's only us, but I'm just going to tack on the end of that, though. For those who did celebrate Australia Day mm. and this lucky country that we do live in. Very if lucky. If you drank VB, I hope you threw up on your fucking shoe, you dumb, tasteless arsehole. <laughs> Don't like VB? Don't like it at all. Don't like VB? Have Shit a, beer. Fucking have a Bogues. Bogues are right. Good tasty beer. Do you know what I really want? And if, Roadies, if you can see one, like if you see one, please hit me up on Messenger because I... I don't often want to really annoy my wife, 
But there is one thing that I would like to wear. Like, I wear stupid T-shirts all the time. Like, at the moment, I'm wearing a T-shirt that says, five out of four people struggle with math. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. <laughs> um, the T-shirt that I want is very 1970s. It's the white T-shirt with the Bogues logo with the gold and black print with the old coat of arms on it. Jesus. Fuck, I think that's just a... For much. I reckon that's a glorious T-shirt. So if you ever see it anywhere... That would even make you look manly. Wouldn't it just? It really would. I mean, I don't drink, but fuck. It doesn't matter. If you're wearing a 1970s no, T-shirt, you wouldn't. No. you go, respect. Yeah. Anyway, hope you had a good day of whatever day you had. Um, thanks for listening to us and our brand of silly. Uh, on that, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We most certainly are. 